let's talk about it. Welcome to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaming and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim. So let's get into it. Today, we are trying something new here on Thick Radio. We are trying a little sub-series that we are affectionately calling Dinner Table Talk. So today we are joined by three guests, and I'm going to let them each introduce themselves. And uh, if you guys have been on the podcast before, please let listeners know which episode you are featured on. All right. Uh, I am Carl, uh, also known as the Boar Inside, and I was here to talk about diabetes. Hi there, everyone. Uh, I'm so.bearcub um, on Instagram and Grommer, although I don't check Grommer that frequently. And um, I have been on the pod before to talk about muscle gaining and uh, more recently uh, Gaston uh, in the Beauty and the Beast. Um, and I'm so glad to be back here on this roundest of round tables. Everyone, my name's Andrew. I'm also Interfatty on Grammar. I'm also Pup Bearsy on Instagram. I was on here before for talking about polyamorous relationships, and now I'm back also to join this very uh, wonderful-looking dinner table talk. Oh, we're excited to have each and every one of you on. We're so excited to have each and every one of you here today. Uh, and Tim, you're absolutely right. We're trying something new, dinner table talk. We actually referenced this back at the beginning of the season. This is something we want to get into. It's an opportunity, listeners, so that you're aware. In the past, we've done things like live streams on Instagram. And, you know, we were kind of talking about this. We felt like there was great rapport with people, great conversations, great, great everything, really. And we had this discussion on how we can bring that over to the podcast. So here it is, Dinner Table Talks. We'll be having a number of guests on with us at any one time with different episode themes. And basically, we're going to prompt conversation and we're going to see where we get to. So kicking things off today, we're calling this uh, about visible and invisible growth. So really, first question for the guests, uh, growth. What do we love? What do we hate? I'll kick things off here uh, with the discussion about what we love and hate about growth. Um, while growth is sexy and exciting and, and fun, uh, you know, it can be a real bummer outgrowing clothes and subsequently having to find other clothing that, that fits. And while tight clothes might be fun in the bedroom sometimes, it's not always fun when you're out in, in the real world in public uh, dealing with other people who might not be in on the things that we're, we're in on, if you know what I mean. Uh, I probably would say pretty much the same thing with uh, things I love, just the growth in general, feeling the actual size difference, noticing how it fits, not just in clothes, but even, I mean, depending on what your goals are, heck in a room in a car things like that but on the downside <laughs> i mean with gaining obviously everybody has a different body type so health concerns that's a little bit you have to be a little bit more thoughtful about not necessarily worry or be scared of just prepared and then um yeah the clothes thing and then, like I said, depending on your size, you obviously might have to think about uh, handicapable stuff later on. Just be sure you know what you want going forward with that one. I, I got to say, I, I like what the others have said, but also that it brings people together. It's sort of a common interest when you have someone you can talk to about gaining, about your experience, your struggles. And it's just, it's something that can feel all around positive. And it's a challenge that people take on. I love what Carl said about how it brings people together. Because I was, I just a thought popped in my head. I'm like, oh, death isn't the great equalizer. Fat is the great equalizer. But then, in a situation, you know, like especially living here in the United States, where the uh, you know average U.S. citizen is obese. I mean, that's just a common reality here. I do like that. Yeah, it is kind of unifying because. A lot of the skinny people that you see, you know, they they work in certain industries and like, you know, the magazines and the movies are always pushing that down our throat. But that's not what America looks like. America looks like a fat person. 
you know, I like this narrative on unification because when you think of uh, certain things that kind of bring us together, like my mind goes to food. And, you know, for those of y'all who follow me on Insta, you'll see me, like if I cook something, I love to share it. And I often have people in the DMs going, what have you made? Oh my God, that looks incredible. What's the recipe? Drop the deets, drop the calories. And I think it's really cool because whenever I have the opportunity to cook for people, I feel like I come alive a little bit. It's an opportunity to share that. And even though people aren't gaining pounds upon pounds on, of weight anytime we share a meal together, there is a sense that, you know, when you can kind of have food, we're kind of co-mingling, we're co-feeding, we're co-growing together. And that's kind of fun. While the the unity of of growing, the things we share can be really exciting, I feel like as a counterpoint, it's important to consider how uh, it can set us apart from other people in our lives, um, especially if we have uh, less than accepting family members, perhaps, who like to fixate on what are our appearances and have ideas and strong opinions about uh, how we should be versus uh, how we would like to be, perhaps. That said, on the flip side, not to make it all doom and gloom, I think it it does tend to draw more of the right people into your life. It can attract other people who are like-minded. And, and of course, the people who accept you, as you would most like to be, are drawn to you when you become your truest self. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it might be interesting to to kind of zoom in a little bit on that one, if, if you're open to that conversation. So uh, you're a Latin man. Uh, you come from a family who I would envision is very boisterous, very loving, but also perhaps very vocal about their thoughts and feelings on your growth journey. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as such loving and outspoken people, they are outspoken about their feelings about myself and my body as well, which has proven entertaining, to say the least. I wonder then for our other guests, what has, what have your families been like in response to your weight gain? Has it been positive, negative? Has there been a change over time? Tell us about that. Okay, so I'll start by saying uh, stuff that I've been thinking about that stuff ever since like shortly before COVID, since I started to really get into being comfortable with my body not just for me, but also wanting to be proud to show it off and what I've done and stuff. Uh, because my family, just a little background, is uh, from Southern Georgia. And Lord forbid, I do love my mother, but she will be a Southern Belle sometimes. And she'll politely bring up the health conversation. We'll talk about it. I'd be like, I eat fine. I just may eat a lot of it, but I do eat healthy. Or uh, the one thing from when we were on our cruise last, I don't care if my belly hangs out the bottom of my shirt, but every time mom like radars into it and she'll just give that quick little hand motion of like tug her shirt down. And I'm like, well, maybe I want people to see it. And then I'll, I mean, same thing with like the, the community part. I have... I feel like I don't mean to, but I sort of have now two separate clothing identities because I wouldn't wear like the booty shorts and the two small tank top around my family now, but I would love to be around the gainer community doing that. So, and that's kind of how I've been feeling about that one. So um, for me, I just, when, when my family tries to mention me being bigger or anything like that, I, I just started ignoring them or leaving and then they completely stopped bringing it up altogether and I've never had them mention a single thing again. It's been really great and I highly recommend it. That's so wonderful that you've been able to find like um, or rather define some very clear-cut boundaries with your family and I uh, props to you that it takes time and it takes effort and some people are more compliant than others, but uh, I think a lot of us would do good to to follow your example. Um, in my situation, I know my aunt is a doctor, 
and a fat phobic doctor at that. You know, she deals with a lot of patients who have a number of issues with things like diabetes or something. And so she's almost like hyper vigilant about these things with her family. And so I understand that it comes from a place of love and caring. Um, but at the same time, I think it's wild how sometimes our family members project their own issues and insecurities onto ourselves. I was actually at a very lean point in my um, journey. I'm always, you know, up and down, cutting and bulking, doing different things. And literally, she she went up to me one time she was visiting. She's like, I don't like this Mr. Atlas muscle look you've got going. I'm like, okay, but I'm healthy and I'm active. She's like, I don't care. I'm like, okay, thanks for sharing. Like, it's the entitlement to come up to my face and tell me what they're thinking that's positively astounding. So yeah, and maybe, maybe it's, I think it would be simplistic to say maybe it's a cultural difference. Different families, of course, are more or less persistent, but it's, uh, it can be, it can be an interesting thing when you've got some very opinionated family members. That's the magic of family, isn't it? I mean, it just, it just doesn't matter how many times, you know, they, they see it's getting on your nerves. You've said, don't talk about it. And they persist in doing it anyway. And like my mom's side of the family hasn't never really talked about my weight gain at all. Like they, I don't think that they care. Now my dad's side of the family, totally different story, totally different group of people. And yeah, they like to every once in a blue moon, throw a comment out there about how my body has obviously changed. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, to Carl's point about how his family actually listened to him, like I'm amazed by that because I have family that doesn't listen for shit. So to have your family actually comply with your request is kind of a, a foreign concept to me. For me, I, they know that I don't have to be there. So when I, when I leave, they can say either I want to talk to this person or I want to try to talk at them about their weight. I think that's a very good point. I was literally just about to bring up living overseas and away from my family. And, um, you know, by, by the time this airs, I'll have been gone having seen the family, but, um, you know, living, living abroad kind of obliges people to be on their best behavior a little bit, because there's the feeling of, oh, I haven't seen you for such a long time. I only get this short snippet of time. I kind of have to put all the good to the front. And then if I get the chance, maybe there'll be some conversations. So, I mean, listeners, feel free to touch base after I'm back from Australia. Uh, perhaps there have been comments, who can say? Um, but I certainly agree with, with Carl. I think asserting yourself is really the best way to try and begin the process of that navigation. I mean, so Tim, I know everyone's kind of voiced a sense of, you know, the families don't always listen. But certainly in my experience, at least that kind of initial assertion is at least a good, uh, a good first step, a good first foothold in trying to gain back some ground in our personal privacy on, on what we do with our bodies. You're absolutely right, though, James. Distance truly does make the heart grow fonder. <laughs> I love that that was your one comment. You were just like, it's true. When I'm away from my family, I like them so much more. <laughs> Click. I mean, there there's reasons why... You know, I'm always bouncing across different borders in different places. It's not just because I'm Hispanic. So I just wanted to pose a question to everybody. What is your favorite aspect of transformation? Mostly feeling more correct about myself. Like just not feeling as wrong, being able to be more sort of confident out there. The, the bigger I get, the easier it is to talk to people and feel like I'm valuable. Carl, what you were saying about feeling correct absolutely resonates with me. The The more I've like bulked up and filled out, the more comfortable I feel in my skin, both personally and in public spaces. And people in my life have actually told me that I, my spirit seems more robust. Um, and that's not a euphemism. It's like I, I'm almost more at peace at home with myself. People People can pick up on that energy, I believe, that, you know, whether you're in conflict with yourself or you're in harmony. Um, one thing that uh, I like personally is um, stretch marks, actually, a lot. Um, and for me, especially, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's not in the places that it is for most gainers. It's a lot of it's like around my like armpit area, arms, like around the pecs, because that's like where I've 
you know, had a lot of like really fast growth in the last like four years. And um, I was having a conversation about this with my friend in the gym and, you know, I, we had done a very intense workout and I, I was like, oh, look, I have a fresh new stretchy. And, you know, and I showed him in the, in the mirror and he's like, oh, you know, I don't know about that. I'm like, but it's like a sign that you've progressed, that you have made a change, a transformation that your effort is paying off. And I think that's so exciting when you can actually see it. Um, so, you know, yes, numbers on a scale are fun, but it's also cool to see like evidence of it that your body shows you. So for the, the main part, like Carl said to feeling more like you are you, like I've finally be, I'm in the body that I feel most comfortable in that it's the body that I want to go out and meet other people in and stuff. Whereas opposed to before, as opposed to the people wanting to be thinner, I'm wanting to be bigger and my self-esteem issues were at their highest when I was so small and didn't feel comfortable doing that. Now, as for like just the fun stuff, for me, the biggest thing, it changes all the time, but I think the main thing through and through has always been like measuring myself to other things that keep around. Like say, before I got this car, my other car, my stomach was almost to the steering wheel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm totally growing. Or just how, uh, before I got my queen bed, how I fit the other bed before. I was like, oh, I'm going to need another bed, especially if somebody's going to be in here with me. Things like that have always been, to me, the biggest part. Because I have realistic goals, but if I could become truly the size I want to, yeah, I'd be filling out a lot of things. <laughs> so, Sidebar. Uh, because you were, Drew, you're speaking about um, like beds. Have any of y'all like broken a bed with a lover or a partner? I have not broken a bed. However, uh, because I am a millennial, I do have a tendency to buy IKEA. <laughs> Girl, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> no, I I have a tendency to buy them beds where like they they got like uh, 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 the big old metal bar that goes down the middle, and then they got these weird, piddly, like, little metal sticks that you gotta screw in on, like, the diagonal, and then you put your wooden slats over that. I have broken the little metal thingies before, and on my current bed. I haven't broken a bed yet. I want to, but then I also don't want to because the cat likes to sleep under the bed. And if I break the metal frame and squish the cat, I'm going to feel really guilty. So I don't want squished kitty. Ooh, there is a, um, there is a, I think it's cute. There is a cute TikTok of a gay couple and it's a chaser and his chub. And, you know, they, they do the cute thing where they like fall romantically on the bed together. But like they fall and then he's here and so you go, and then the, and then it's actually kind of adorable because the chub gets up so fast and he's like, I'm really sorry. And then the chaser gets down. He's like, you broke that. God damn. And then that's the video. It's like kind of a fun, hot moment. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> See, I can just see that happening. Like we we live, we fall on the bed together, and it immediately breaks, and he jumps up. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> then I get down on one knee, and it's like, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> my god. Also, so I love the fact that you teased that question. Do you have a story you'd like to share with the class about you breaking a bed, you fat slut? Oh yeah, I mean, this was back when I was skinny, like literally 125 pounds ago. Wait, really? Was it? I was no, I was weighing. I weighed 125. Oh shit, yeah, it was 125 pounds ago when I was a chaser. Um, I was dating like this this big bear guy briefly, and um, I I was house sitting for some family friends, and it was a very nice house, and they had very nice furniture, and I did not think that bed was going to break, um, and we weren't even like roughhousing that crazily I don't know um you know maybe I just remembered incorrectly but yeah we jumped in that bed and the second I like you know got on top of him and straddled him the whole thing hit the floor and it was fucking hilarious but like that's a part of of size and and growth that's, that's kind of fun when you have to kind of reconsider your surroundings okay so I I kind of forgot about this moment because it's been a while ago but um Back when I was closer to like 
uh, my highest was, I think, like 360. I was probably still around there. Well, me and my ex, we had moved in together, and we chose to use his bed frame. He said he had it for a while, but we were like, okay, it's still good. It fits the mattress. We were do. he was feeding me one time, and he went to try and roll over to grab more food, and then all of a sudden, the middle left side of the bed all of a sudden went... <laughs> And I, well, I mean, we laughed for a while, but then like, yeah, that pretty much was like the turn on moment for the rest of the night. We were like, what? Okay. I just remembered I have actually broken a bed, but it was not from being too heavy. Um, it was from something else. It was from a little too rigorous, um, you know, a little too rigorous slamming. <laughs> Tim, Timbalina, Timbothy, tell us a story. Well, there's not really a story. I was fucking some guy and I fucked him so hard we broke his bed, but that's <laughs> that's that's really the extent of the story. I mean, before before we knew it, like all of a sudden, you know, I thrust forward and then like the corner of the bed that we were on like collapsed completely and we both started laughing, but we didn't stop. <laughs> Dear God. I mean, I want to contribute this purely uh, the original question being what's your favorite part about transformation? Um adjacent to Tim's point, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite things I should say, because I'm obsessed with all of it, is the fat pad. I just think they are so cute, so soft, so squish. And like, despite my homosexuality, I'm not like dick driven. And I feel like that's more or less most people and probably people here in general. Like, I don't care for it. I don't crave it. I don't desire it. However, I do want to like mash my face into that really adorable little pillow down there. And if it means I have to suck dick to get to the pillow, like I'll do that. I'm being vulnerable and I'm being brave and I'm sharing this with all of you here tonight. So thank you for listening. She's a slut for a fat pad. We love it. I always think of the, um, I know it's from uh, the, 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 the trailer park boys thing. Cause I used to jerk off to this image when I was a teenager, when I saw this constantly reposted on Tumblr, it's like, are you whoring yourself out for cheeseburgers again? And it's like, a man's gotta eat, don't he? And I'm like, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Thank you, Jesus. I will, I will have what he's having. Thank you, Seattle. So next question for the group, what was the most, and, and, and speaking for, for you, for y'all, what is the most surprising transformation within gaming that you have observed in others or experienced for yourself? You know, something that I'm always amazed at just observing in others is like, I've talked about a thousand times before is how like people seem to just, you know, gain weight so fast and they post like their skinny picture and a couple months later they ballooned up to like 350 pounds or something like that. And I know everybody's different, so I'm not going to dwell on that. But something that I've observed just in myself, you know, because like, it's going to harken back to what we were talking about earlier with, you know, feeling like you've become yourself is the confidence level that I have gotten from gaining weight. Like I, I, I've talked a thousand times about how when I was 125 pounds, I felt invisible, stupid, unattractive. I just felt like I was not really me. And then with this, I'm, I suck at math, but now I'm at 240. So I don't know the exact poundage there. But um in, in that time frame, just how much my confidence level has grown. And now I don't feel out of place. I feel like I can ingratiate myself into a lot of different social situations, whereas before I was a wallflower. The most surprising thing for me was like the improvement of my mental health. And I think because I lived a lot of my life prior to gains, and we're talking about the age of 21, right? Like growing up with a lot of trauma, unresolved, of course, because coming from that robust British background of, if you haven't killed yourself, you're not in danger yet, so it's fine. So, you know, that kind of approach to everything. And obviously we're just soldiering on and dealing with it all. But it was only really when I started to put time and effort into myself that I actually started to make gains happen. And then it just becomes a positive snowball effect. I'm growing, therefore my mental health improves. And because my mental health is improving, I'm taking more care of myself in order to make myself grow more. Funny that, like I have to like myself enough to make myself eat three meals a day in order to like gain a normal amount of weight. Who'd, who'd have thunk it? And piggybacking off of that, James, I totally agree. There, I feel like a lot of my own transformation intersected uh, a shift 
in my life where I started taking better care of myself. And and yeah, the, the self-care of of gaining, there there is a self-care involved in gaining. It's a it's consistency. It's making sure you're well-fed. It's making sure you're nourished. And that's so, so important. As far as the, the question goes, um, uh, uh, speaking for myself, I thought it was kind of mind-blowing just earlier in the same conversation when I realized I doubled my starting weight from my lowest adult weight, rather. And that was kind of like crazy. And I think it's important to always check in with yourself because a lot of times in the community or for different reasons, um, we can feel too small or like we're not making any progress. I think it's important for each of us to reflect on where we've come from. And um, that's why I'm just going to put out this PSA, share your before pics, take a lot of pictures of yourself at the risk of sounding like Moira Rose, take a thousand naked pictures of yourself. Because one day you're going to look back on them and be like, damn, that bitch was skinny. Uh, <laughs> and one thing that bothers me actually about a lot of like weightlifters and bodybuilders is that they don't always show you their before pic because a lot of times I'm curious to see their transformation so I'll scroll through their Instagram and the last pic they have is like maybe right before they started steroids but you never see like where they're they're coming from what the true like square one was for those people so yeah, share your before pics, please, and take them. You might not feel impressive now, but you might be impressed at how much you've progressed. And then the final thing I'll say on this is, uh, I think it's fascinating observing other people's journeys, how everybody gains so differently. I think it's it's encouraging and it's it's kind of beautiful in a way. It adds to our uniqueness as, as people, as, as, you know, we're not only unique human minds, but we're all very different um, bodies as well. So as, as far as the most surprising transformation, I, I can't really say I've seen many that really surprised me too much because it's more like a, oh yeah, of course they were going to do that. Like they, they went from point A to B and they made it, right? So it, I don't really see much surprise in it so much as like, I'm, I'm usually happy to see them however they go. That makes sense. I do want to give an analogy that I love to use when it comes to gains, that gaining is like akin to surprise. Like, we all kind of engage in the same, like, delicious chocolate situation. We all get to share in that. But the toy you get at the end, you actually don't know what you're going to get, but you're kind of going to love whatever that little little knickknack ends up being. And I feel like that's how we should approach our gains. You know, we all put in the effort and whatever it manifests as, whether it's big belly and no butt, huge butt, no belly, big chest, thick thighs, round moon face, or marshmallow body with twig arms and legs, it doesn't matter. Like let's love and celebrate on however it manifests because honestly, it's all fucking hot and I just want to jerk off to it. So um, please put those photos in my DMs. Oh my gosh. Okay, so for the most surprise with me wasn't I I feel like it's connected to my gaining and stuff, but not necessarily. Um, just a little backstory. Obviously, Southern Georgia culture, very religious, all that stuff. So I came out very late in life and also was very scared of my body as far as anything physical or sexual. So as I've gained and stuff, I've realized I'm definitely more open and less afraid and more wanting to explore not turning into a total horn dog, but I'm less scared of it. And definitely if, from the person, if you'd have met me before, I was like a person who had a virginity ring that was probably never going to take it off. Whereas now I'm like, I've learned not just about myself, but just learning about my body and all that. It's gaining was kind of also like my sexual awakening that was kind of a big surprise for me. Yeah. Going off of that, as someone who grew up in a different part of the south it's definitely a way of of reclaiming your body especially when you're raised around such uh strict religious rhetoric about what you can and can't do and with with expectations of of how you're going to be right as someone who was raised in the actual motherfucking south as in southern hemisphere bitches uh can't get more south than that um i actually want to reference something that happened during the Grom of the Seas cruise uh, in 2022, we decided to have a Speedos day. So everyone was kind of like jokingly like, ooh, fat boys in Speedos, such a sex pot. But everyone had brought Speedos and everyone had kind of like become aware of this in like the dinner chats. And then one day near the end of the cruise, we were all like, fuck it. 
Everybody, tomorrow is Speedos Day. We're all taking over the outside pool. We're all going to wear Speedos. And we came up with this thing where, like, as people would, like, go to the toilet and get changed and, you know, they'd come out and we'd all be like, woo, you know, as they're, like, hooching and posing in front of the pool. And then, you know, there was, like, a fabulous video that went around about, like, all these, like, fat bellies and Speedos, like, under the water. Someone's, like, taking a round shot of all of it. Yeah, that was me. You don't remember? I was trying to do the whole GoPro thing the whole time. I was like, oh, I got to capture this for posterity. I love that you say uh, capture for posterity, but you weren't trying to capture posterity. You were trying to capture posterior, you slut. It's giving fat girl bachelorette party vibes. I love it. I wish I could have been there, but you know. Or it's it's kind of okay. like um like a fat boy version of Girls Gone Wild. Lots like we're not flat. Very... Well, actually, uh, plenty of us were flashing our tits. So yeah, it was like very that wild. Very girls gone wild, uh, and they were still squealing, but instead of it being like hot girls, it was piggies in the buffet just letting those skinny bitches have it honey <laughs> so as a follow-up to what everyone you know loves about transformation do you guys think that we put too much emphasis on transformation so i i think that there's not enough emphasis on transformation because a lot of people they they look at the people who are already there and they say why can't that be me right now and it's just like, you've been making so much progress. Look what you've done. Like, of course, you're not already 800 pounds. But like the fact that you, you know, you put on like 10 pounds last month. Congratulations, you did it. And I, I think people, I think if there's more emphasis on the journey, then it'll be a lot less draining for the people who are gainers, for the people who want to be bigger. If they can think of themselves as improving instead of sucking still. Carl, I absolutely agree. I couldn't agree more, in fact. Um, that's something that I've had to account for in my own life, and that's advice that I give to other people who I talk to who are in the early parts of their uh, transformation. It's it's important to um, be aware of the journey because a lot of times we see, you know, the end of it, but we don't understand the through and what all that entails. So that, that I couldn't agree more looking at both uh you so and carl i feel like i've had comfort from both of you edifying my own gains when i've had days where i've you know just been a bit sad in the chat being like i just feel small today and i don't like this and then like carl you especially are just so on the level with how you're like well you're obviously not <laughs> look at you when we first started talking, you were tiny. You are literally not that now. So, you know, I think it's also really important not just to have these conversations with people who are newer in our community, but also with each other, because we all get caught up in that gain of fantasy of I should be bigger, I should be making more progress. And having that really great support network of people who will love on you for where you're at and like see you for the effort you put in, uh, can be really grounding and also really healing. Yeah, I totally agree with everything uh, we've all, everyone's pretty much mentioned already. The definitely as it being a, a helpful like compliment or to help remind us of how far we've come and stuff. It probably also, especially for the ones just starting off, just remembering the realisticness of your your goals and stuff and all that and not every transformation may be visible at first like you said 10 pounds may not show up right away but you have added 10 pounds somewhere you may not see it right now but eventually that 10 pounds can turn into 50 pounds and then you're definitely going to see it and that's where especially for helping remind people who are just starting out and have let let their friends and family know that they're doing this and they want this us being supportive of them those are the kind of things we might want to remember when trying to help them when they feel like they've hit a plateau or something to keep going. It's not, not everybody's going to be an overnight change and not every transformation is going to be visible. That's absolutely true. You know, and I think it's conversations I'm sure I've had with each and every one of you at some stage, you know, I'm that person who I'm a slow gainer by nature not because I want to be, I'd love to be able to gain a hundred pounds in a year and have that progress, but that ain't it for me. And I have to be okay with that. 
it's recognizing that slow growth is valid growth and it's also fine. And I think that's why we also didn't just want to talk about like the visible growth, the physical transformation, the visceral high end stuff. We also want to talk about, you know, the invisible stuff, the growth we have as we learn to love ourselves more in these bodies that we grow into the, the, the gains and the shapes that change when we're not looking or when we don't, when, when the growth seems so slow that we don't see the scales change, but actually because I'm looking, I've noticed that there is a shift in the curve of my love handle. There is a, a new pooch or droop to the chest so that I know that that's filling out. There is a burgeoning stretch mark happening around the crease in my arm, you know, and we don't notice those things unless we take time to lavish on our bodies and really appreciate what's going on for us as individuals. One thing I'll add is, you know, if, if you've gained 10 pounds and, and you don't see it, turn around because it might be on your ass. So I have kind of a fun question for everybody. Um, so let's imagine that the laws of physics don't exist and um, there are no genetic limitations on your body. There's no, um, you know, things that are trying to prevent certain things from happening. How big do y'all want to get? Like in, in your head, how do you see yourself? back when i was first planning to leave australia there was a friend of mine who just moved back to perth and then he messaged me one night saying hey i'm gonna be at the steamworks tonight bit random but do you want to like meet in the cafeteria and we'll have like i don't know a shit coffee or something and i was like fuck it for this friend i will absolutely do that and i was amazed as i did my rounds how many people i knew that were there that night there's like six to 12 of us or something like that. And I decided, you know what, with a little bit of pocket money, I'm gonna go get myself a Kit Kat from the little canteen across the way. And basically I tried to scoop behind this person. Uh, there was a vending machine in the way. I get wedged, I can get thrown back, smack my head on the vending machine and then bump forward into him. And I am wedged there. And they all knew that I was gaining. And then they got up and three of them fed me like with the snacks that were on the table. And I was like, ah! <laughs> like raging hard on behind this chair. Like, this is not how I thought this night was going to go, but this is fabulous. Uh, for me, it's more been like my, my shoulders. They like, I run into so many doorways or walls or pillars, you name it. Cause I'm used to being much narrower. And so the, the amount of times like hard, walls or something have shoulder checked me is um well it, it's frankly a lot i mean i don't know how much of an accomplishment this is because we know plastic picnic wear is probably not the best for anybody in general but yeah there's there's been a few times where my back is on the grass at a few of the family outings because uh <laughs> the chairs were not meant to hold such a man what do you want? What do you, how big do you want to get? Like, like when you see yourselves in your head, like how big are you? I, I just love the idea of being so big that I am physically hindered by the space that I'm in. I think that's so fun. So comical. It's a little bit like, you know, when you reach that age where you can no longer play on the playground equipment at McDonald's and you sort of have that moment of like, once upon a time, I used to be crawling through here and playing with all the, the things and what do we, but now I'm just too dang big and I can't fit. Gosh darn it. Like, I think that would be really fun and comical to do with like a house being like, I used to be able to fit through these doorways, but now I can't. Dang it. I would probably envision myself in a perfect non-health problem, whatever genetics world. I love most of the shapes of the bigger side of the guys that if you've seen his Instagram or go to his Patreon, I believe it's pronounced Likiru, is an artist. And those guys are kind of the ones, if I could, I would love to be like. Where they're, they're still maybe walking around, but definitely curves everywhere and enormous. So I... I'm sort of on two minds with this because if you're you're talking about a world with no consequences or anything for this, I mean the I guess I'd have to say like infinity as far as like what I would choose to do just because why not? You know, you get over time obviously why not experience everything. But like as far as like where where I would see myself, like as far as like realistically like trying to 
live your life day to day, it would probably be like five or six hundred. You know, just something where I'm actually spherical and obvious and noticeable. It's a it's a tricky question for me because oftentimes I'm thinking about you know I'm so entrenched in realistic goals and what I and and the constraints of what one's body can do naturally, right? Especially with regard to musculature. But you know I have fun bulking up as well. But in a in a fantasy scenario, I would like to shape shift because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of like different scenes or um, interactions that are hot at all different sizes. And that's one thing I really admire about like a lot of erotica. Like if you look at Warren Davis things, it's cool to see the progression, but it's also cool to see what happens at each stage of the progression, how the interplay between guys changes, what the, what the transformee, I guess the one transforming is dealing with. And, you know, some days I want to be like the guy at the beginning of the uh, progression. Sometimes I want to be the guy in the middle of the progression. Sometimes I want to be the guy at the end of the progression. But it's hard to, like, pinpoint or commit to anyone. And I think that's the beautiful thing about fantasy. I was going to say, if I have it in my way, I would be just like a Warren Davis illustration, you know, like something out of Royd Gut, you know, just like jacked, stacked, and this enormous, like, gravity-defying belly. <laughs> And I know that, you know, he drew stuff that's not exactly possible. Like nobody is truly shaped that way. But like that is sort of like that's the the biggest inspiration. Right. Because like the proportions change, the scaling changes. Suddenly the guy's much bigger, but he's also miraculously taller somehow. I mean, you know, don't ruin the fantasy. But <laughs> we we've kind of mentioned this before. It's interesting that the most iconic piece of gainer artwork for us is Warren Davis, which is essentially fat boy Tom of Finland. But I suppose as a last round out question, and I know we've kind of touched on this already a little bit, how do y'all think we can help people feel more at peace with their growth, whether it's the way that their bodies are turning out or the speed at which they're growing? How can we help people feel more at peace? I think there's a lot to be said for community and community support. Um, I found a, a great deal of not only strength, but healing in talking to other people from the community, uh, from all different parts of the community, furthermore. Not just um, muscle guys, not just fat guys, not just guys who are in between, but you know, people from all different walks of it who look at it from different places. It's wild how much uh, just even having a few friends uh, who you can talk to about your journey and your experiences, uh, how what a big difference that can make. Um, I totally agree with so the the especially people just starting off or having issues with how their journey is going and stuff. The community is probably the biggest part. And when I say community, like he said as well, don't restrict yourself to just one person, one person or one type of person. Everybody should be have friend. If you're really part of the community, people who are encouragers, people who are muscle gainers, people other gainers, uh, they can be a chaser or admirer, feeder, whatever. I mean, not to force them to do that, but I feel like that's going to be emotionally and mentally beneficial for you as a person in the gainer community to help you discover yourself and go on your journey and be happiest with the outcome. So I, I think for new gainers, my, my main thing I'd say to them is to think of it in terms of volume. Because people, you know, they, they gain a pound and that, you know, you don't see that. That's nothing. But two pounds or one kilogram for our British friends, that's the size of a large drink of McDonald's. You know, that's been added on to you. You are now one large drink of McDonald's bigger. And that's the two pounds that people say is nothing. That, you know, they do it in a couple of weeks or a month even. And they're like, you know, this is no progress at all. And it's like, no, you just, that's a lot. That's a lot of volume. And if you, if you keep thinking of it like that, like seven pounds is a gallon. You've got a gallon of milk on you. Yeah, I love that because that's something that I didn't do. You know, I was very harsh on myself because I was like, well, other people can do this. Why can't I do it? Why isn't this working the way that it's working for them? I don't get this. You know, I was getting so frustrated at myself and wanting to smash every scale with a hammer 
And, you know, it, it's, it's been a slow um, journey to just really relax. And obviously I'm not somebody who's going to blow up overnight and I have to accept it. I have to be at peace with it and I have to just enjoy it because I am in sort of a middle fat category at this point. There's plenty of stuff that I can do. There's some stuff that I can't do. And as I get bigger, there will be less things that I can do. So I'm just trying to enjoy the ride as it happens. You know, I think one of the best things we can do is actually share our own journeys, much like So was saying, share the before pics. And much like what Carl was saying, find ways to logify what's happening. Oh, I only gained a pound. Girl, that's that's all this. Mass and volume are two different things. Look up your old high school science textbooks. Like, mass and volume, like, they take a while for that to measure out or whatever. But it comes with time. And I think a lot of like what Drew was saying, it's about that support. It's about helping people and taking care of them. And, you know, Tim and I, we, we talk a lot about mentorship as well. That's something this community lacks. I think we could do with a lot more of, you know, like just giving of time, of love, of energy, of reassurance, helping people to feel more at peace. Sometimes it feels like we only want to give that to the people who we quote unquote observe putting in effort, but everybody deserves it you know so we should do that we should build up our people well going on what you just said james with the mentorship part i know in other conversations we had talked about like people not having to be like you have to do it every day or whatnot but letting people know what you've done personally that's helped you gain or something or even like, I know if I were to really commit to doing it this week, I have, I believe I've gained two pounds this week and I did it because I meal prepped and this is all I've, I did a very healthy diet, but I, I had a lot of stuff and maybe I should be sharing that with people to be like, Hey, you might like this food. It might help you gain Add it to yours. This is what I've done. Going off of that, Drew, absolutely. Sharing is caring. Uh, one chapter of my life that not everybody always knows about is back when I was skinny, I used to be a drag queen. Uh, and how do drag queens progress? You not only build your community, but you ask questions. And I, I think that um, people should be uh, open to, to share uh, when, when you have somebody who's like, hey, I really admire your transformation, your change. I think it's important to uh you know be kind and 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 actually share because it, it takes a lot uh of of bravery in some cases for some people to ask uh especially when it's somebody they admire and how many times have i said like publish what you actually eat in a day because you can tell me eat this many calories well i can't visualize what that many calories looks like or you or you say like eat like whenever whenever you you talk about diet stuff and they're like oh eat 30 grams of protein eat 20 grams of this eat 10 grams of that i don't know what a gram looks like so just show me a plate or something show me a plate arranged with the food or give me a list of the food give me a list of the ingredients that were used like that is a way more helpful to me because when i think about like the amount of food that people can plow through i'm like well give me something to quantify that so that i know okay i'm either meeting the same uh, amount that you are, or I'm falling way short, you know, I just, that helps me so much. Also give them recommendations or substitutes on things. Like I used to think like everybody talked about boost all the time, the very, the VHC boost. And that was the thing I tried it and it might've helped me gain weight, but I feel trashy after like a good three or four days of trying it. And I was like, I got to find something else. So because I still did a lot of food, but the food I ate probably made up for the amount of calories I need to maintain. So I tried to use a supplement. And I, the next thing I tried that I felt a lot better with was the, I think it's mass gainer powder. Um, I can't remember who does it, but things like that would also be things to like sharing is caring, help people figure out maybe something else would be better for me than this. Because as far as like the what you eat thing, unless you just have the uh, income to be buying all that food to actually eat those calories like that, you're probably going to want something that has a little bit extra oomph to it. 
And just piggybacking off of what y'all said, it's not just the calories, but also the macros involved, right? Um, you know, 500 calories of something carb dense is going to do different things to your body than 500 calories of something protein dense, right? So it's important not only just to think about the calories, but also um, the macros. Um, and that's from the muscle side of things. But if you want to do a bulk, you add more carbs into the mix. I suppose before we close things off for this chat, gents, is there anything that we feel has gone unsaid? Anything that we people want to close out with before we wrap things up? I will say uh, as much fun as the transformation part is and stuff, I know for a second there, I had to back away from social media because some of my mental health was going bad because I may not have been chaining as fast as I wanted to or stuff, but I started to rely on the compliments or comments from people or the likes and stuff. And if it wasn't popping up as much, I started to not feel great. And to remember that it's your journey. It's what you want it to be. It's not other people's journey. It's not their bodies. It's yours. Whatever you're happy with, whether it's Muscle gaining, gaining, just admiring. Once you're comfortable with you, you're going to be a hell of a lot happier with everyone else. Thank you, everyone, so much for our very first Dinner Table Talk. It's been an absolute pleasure having all of you. Where can we find you online? I'm Carl, and you can find me as The Boar Inside on Gromer. I am so.bearcub, and you can find me at so.bearcub on Instagram. I'm Drew, and you can find me as Interfatty on Gromer or PupBearZ on instagram oh fantastic stuff but that's a wrap for now here on thick radio please remember to like and subscribe rate us five stars and leave us a good review if you liked this episode the podcast or just us in general share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in you can find me on instagram and beefy frat at stanham and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Beefy Frat at Thicky Mouse. Also, if you want to submit a voice note, you can reach us at anchor.fm forward slash thick radio forward slash message. And if you have any questions or ideas for episodes, you can reach us at thethickradio at gmail.com. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Bye fats. Let's talk about it. Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast produced by Stan and Dickie Mouse. Next and Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Spotify Training.